Praise God. Top of the morning to you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much for being here today. May you be blessed in something that's said or done. May God continue to prosper you where you are. Thank you for joining the Karki Global Ministries broadcast. We are in several regions and territories, and we thank God for that because it's only by his grace and power that we're there. I'm Dr. Kiki Singletary-Williams, and on behalf of Karki Global Ministries, our co-founder, Elder Carlisle E. Williams, we greet you in the precious name of Jesus. Without him, we would be nothing. Without God, we would fail. Without him, we would be like a ship without a sail. I want to go ahead and get our services started today. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we worship you today. We thank you. We come before your name with praise, thanksgiving, giving you the honor and glory that belongs to you, God. Thank you for touching us with the finger of love and waking us up this morning. Thank you for clothing us in our right mind. Thank you, Lord, for being a provider and a shield of protection. Thank you, God, for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for being who you are in our lives, God. We're asking that you please go to the sick, go to the shut-in, go to the despondent and those that are in need, Father God, of only things that you may know of, God. Touch them, heal, and deliver today in the name of Jesus. Continue to let your word go forth. Continue to let all flesh be silent, God. And we thank you for all things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I would like at this time to ask Brother Emmanuel Ari to come forward with a testimony, and then we're going to share the word of God. Good morning. I just want to thank God for waking me up this morning, starting me on my way, taking my family through the crazy time of the world right now, and I just ask that he keep blessing me and my family. Amen, amen, amen. When we point our children to the cross, they can't do anything but prosperous God should prosper them. I invite your attention today to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 23, Matthew 16 and 23. And it simply says, but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. And I tell you, I want to talk about discernment. We, we throw that word around and, you know, we hear it here and there. I want to talk today about discernment. If you look at this one scripture, you're able to see that clearly God being in human flesh, Jesus, turned to one of his followers, called him by name. He had probably looked him eyeball to eyeball and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, walk with me for a minute. Did God, in the name of all that we know to be true, in the name of Jesus, who is the strongest word and power on earth, did he turn and call his friend Satan? 
Well, listen, he goes on to say, thou art an offense unto me. Well, if, if you're sitting there and you're talking to your friend, all of a sudden they call you Satan and say, get behind me and rebuke you. That had to have been something to happen to make this a necessary decision. It's not something he could pull Peter aside later and say, listen, you know, the way you handled that today, when we was over at so-and-so, that wasn't cool. No, it wasn't something that he could wait to, to handle. He said, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So what happened? Have you ever, ever been somewhere and all of a sudden somebody just go off for no apparent reason? You come out like, well, what happened? What, what did they do? What caused this, right? Well, Jesus was in the process of sharing of all the things that were going to happen and the suffering that was going to come and how if you reign with him, guess what? You want to reign with him, you're going to have to suffer. If, if you, you're saying that you're a child of God, that's not all cupcakes and, and, and sugary sweets all the time. There's going to be some, some turbulence. There's going to be some misunderstandings. But hang in there with me because guess what? Once I'm sacrificed and I lay down my life, guess what? I'm going to go and prepare a place for you so that when you get through those trials and tests of life, I will prepare a place for you as a reward. So I can imagine that um, Peter loving Jesus so much and just having such a close appreciation for what God was doing, the miracles he was performing, even though he was being um, mistreated, talked about, people whispering about him. When the miracles that he did during this particular time, Matthew 16, he told them, listen, don't, and don't tell them that I'm Jesus Christ. Don't tell nobody yet. Sometimes we get so excited about what's happening for us and to us and through us and the visions and the dreams that God is sharing to us that we start being mouth almighty. We start telling everybody, oh, yeah. Guess what? I got me a brand new bicycle. And oh, it's, it's shiny. Like we start not to boast or brag, but we are excited about, oh my God, this is my favorite thing I wanted. And we reveal some of the hidden things that God has shared with us. When you're dreaming and you have visions and you already know where God has you versus where he's taking you, a lot of times it's not for you to share because the enemy will come to you nine times out of 10 through people that you associate with. Let's be clear. Nine times of the offenses that come up against us are from people that we know. We, we, we don't broke bread with them. I, I gave them my last cup of juice and I let them borrow my socks. It is people that you know that the enemy uses to come for you. So understand that I'm sure that Jesus was trying to just warn people around him. And he was trying to 
just give them a, a foreknowledge of things to come. And the things that he was speaking didn't exactly resonate with Peter because Peter loved Jesus so much. He was talking about, I got to go away. They're going to, I'm going to suffer. Lots going to happen. And I just want you to know. And then Peter pulled Jesus aside and said, you stop talking like that. None of that's going to happen to you. And that's when Jesus turned to Peter, looked him eyeball to eyeball and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, sometimes when we hear about this scripture, it's put in a context because something uh, so grossly negative happened. And guess what? You've got to resist the devil. You've got to uh, turn around and tell Satan to get back and blah, blah, blah. In this case, think about it. Peter was simply trying to intercede and rebuke the things that Jesus said were to come. But it wasn't according to God's will. Understand, if you're going to reign with God, you're going to suffer. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't think, oh, well, I don't need you know, I don't want to be a part of that. People who don't have a relationship or are not covered by the blood of Jesus, guess what? They're suffering too. It's torment. They're not going to share that with you, but they are. And so what we have to understand is out of love and respect, Peter was trying to say, no, Jesus, this ain't going to happen to you. No, no, no. Oh, this, this is not, this is. But the Lord already knew that he was come into this world to bring the word, the light, the truth, and that he would have to be the sacrifice for us in order for us to be able to reign with him forever and ever in, in eternal life. So he already knew the plan. The plan wasn't necessarily revealed to Peter, but God knew the plan. So there's a couple of things. We've got to stay focused on the plan, no matter who is against it, no matter who doesn't believe it, no matter who doesn't feel like it's anything or going anywhere or of God. Number one. Number two, you have to have your loins girt up because we are not being attacked and stopped and discouraged by nine times out of 10, by people that we don't know. The enemy knows that if you are in the public, let's say at the grocery store, and somebody that you don't know, have never met, never heard of, comes up to you out of the blue and says, you know, you need to quit doing so and so and so and so and so. You would step back, take a look at them like they're crazy and tell them, have a good day. You would remove yourself from it. You wouldn't harbor it. You wouldn't let it change what you're doing. You wouldn't even give it two, two or three thoughts. However, if somebody who knows you intricately, uh, we're born into the same family. We are, uh, we get together at company holidays and, and I know you because you're my neighbor or we went to school together way back when. The enemy will use forces and people that are familiar to us in order to distract us. Yes, my question initially was, was the Lord calling Peter Satan? In a way, yes. Because Peter, even though he thought what he was saying and doing was right, 
if it doesn't line up to the will of God, it's wrong and it's satanic. So yes, he was speaking to the enemy in Satan, in, in, in Peter and called him by who he know he was. Now understand demons and devils and legions all have separate names. But in this case, the Lord went straight to the jugular. When you're fighting, and I don't promote violence unless you're defending yourself, but when you're fighting, you're not tic-tacking and just trying to, you know, maim somebody's toe or just, you know, if you're playing patty cake. When you are fighting the enemy, you're going for the jugular because hear me, the enemy is fighting for your life, your breath. He is upset every morning that you wake up. He's a, he just hates it that you didn't die in your sleep. He hates it that you get up praising and praising and thanking God and giving God the glory for another day. He hates it. That you're saying, Lord, thank you for waking me up in the morning. Because he knows the impact you're going to have through the course of that day. His job is to distract and destroy. So the Lord said, Satan, get thee behind me. Thou art an offense to me. When forces, thoughts, internal thoughts, external voices, people, places, things, say things or create scenarios that do not line up to the word that God has spoken over your life, you've got to be offended by it. Why are we <laughs> laughing and, <laughs> and chuckling when someone calls us anything less than a child of God? Why have we embraced a culture that's calling women B's and H's and calling men N's and everything else. Why is that plausible? Why are we, oh, that was great, okay. What happened at a core level where we decided to accept the things that don't represent our future. Because the enemy will think, have you thinking and lead you to believe that where you are, that's it. He wants you to be disconnected from your future, your next. The very moment you decide you're trying to give up, had you just kept going, you would have been ushered into your breakthrough. And the enemy is strategic. It's not an accident that somebody says this or this happens and somebody says that. These are things to get you off course because your breakthrough just showed up. So we have to use discernment. And that's what I'm talking about today. We have to use discernment as we are dealing with our own soul salvation. I've got to work out my own soul salvation. You've got to work out yours. They, he, she. They have to, we all have to work out our own soul salvation, but we must do it with discernment. And just because somebody started out with you from day one, doesn't mean that the enemy cannot use them to circumvent what God has already ordained. So we get off track. Oh, we went into business together. I thought this was what they wanted. I thought, I thought. The enemy will get in and use anybody or anything to circumvent you, me, we. We must have discernment in this season. 
the, the, the Bible talks about it's the little foxes that de destroy the vine. We sometimes look for the big fat wolf and we, we got everything in place because we're going to get them when we see them. Meanwhile, it's the little foxes that this destroy. We, we're not praying. We're not fasting. We're not reading our word. We are not asking God for direction. We are hearing and emulating what man says instead of what God says. So don't think that people around you can't try to discredit and hamper your future by the things that they say. And whether it's done in love, see, sometimes people want to hold you too close and love you and, and want to protect you from the evil and the, the craziness of this world, that they will use biblical principles to tell you that that's not what God needs you to do right now. Or are you sure that was the Lord? Or uh, Be very, very, very careful in this season. You must have discernment whether it be of God. And when it's revealed to you who or what's behind it, whatever it is, that is trying to distract or destroy you, you've got to rebuke it. You've got to tell the enemy, I know that you are the enemy and you are not the God of my salvation. Get thee behind me. It's simple. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me. So no, I'm not answering to the songs that call women bees and H's. And, 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 and I'm not going to allow myself to get caught up in a culture where we diminish the kings and the queens that we all are, because it's, it's subtle. It's a slow process of being rocked to sleep and removing ourselves from who we truly are. You gotta understand, people will present Something not of God as savory, slick, charming, feeling good, looking good. But if it's not something that is of God, then guess what? It has to be the agenda of man, which is the Satan agenda. The things that give me temporary pleasure are things of man. The things that give me eternal Life are the things of God. And we have to make sure we are crystal clear on where we're going, what we're doing, who we're listening to, what we're following, what we are believing. Discernment. And in the rest of that chapter, the whole chapter is, is a beautiful chapter. And it is showing us that you have choices. I have choices. What will it a man give in exchange for their soul. This Matthew chapter 16 is loaded. People are trading their soul. No matter what you acquire in this life, the only thing you really absolutely own is a soul. So what are we exchanging in exchange for our soul? Think about it. Some people want fame and fortune. Some people want money. Some people want cars. Some people want dogs. Some people want trips. Some people want won't, won't, won't. What are we giving in exchange for our soul? Yes, and you should have nice things and you should acquire nice things and you should be the lender and not the borrower. But not at the expense of our souls. Your soul is too expensive. 
And at what point do we know that God will cut us off? We don't know. We're going back and forth to the soothsayers, the people that can see and the people that can hear and those that can tell the future and everybody else. And we don't understand that at the end of the day, God is the one who holds our future in his hands. And if we just line up with the word of God, we don't have to seek another medium. Talking about that was your great grandmother that came and sat, and sat on your bed and talked to you. You entertained a demon. My God, I lost two babies. For me to sit there and say, oh, my two babies came and talked. That is the entertainment of demons, which has not happened. But as an example, you've got to understand once people leave this earth, their souls are waiting for judgment, but their spirits go back to God. So anything that mimics a loved one that you've lost that comes in to talk to you, you need to understand you're, in, you're, you're actually physically entertaining, talking to, getting direction from, being led and guided by a demon. We've got to wake up, y'all. And I know, I know our culture has softened the blow of loss. Nobody likes to talk about loss or grief. Even as a certified grief specialist, it still doesn't make the topic any easier to deal with. But we can't lie to people and tell them, oh, well, you know, you lost your cat. Well, your cat's going to come and visit you from time to time and talk to you. You are letting them know that a satanic force is coming to you. So I want you to open the door and sit there and do what the thing tell you to do. The devil is a liar. Stop believing everything you hear and go research it yourself. When somebody goes on to the next dimension of life or death, because it's a choice, how we live on this earth and how if we've made our calling an election sure, we know that when we leave here, which hopefully no one leaves here soon, but if you leave here, if you've done what you're supposed to, you know that you have eternal life waiting. If you've not done what you're supposed to in terms of your relationship with God, then you know you got eternal damnation. So, but we, we have to understand that it's the little foxes. It's your dreams. Be careful what you are allowing into your ear and eye gate on the way to sleep every night. Because there might be things that are put in the music, in the movie, in the sound, in, uh, we have things that we use to, to uh, let us sleep peacefully and, and it gives us sweet uh, sounds and music and be careful of the source because it might seem like, oh, this is gonna be good for such such and this is gonna be great for so-and-so and it could be, but what else is coming in the door behind those things that's supposed to be so good? Discernment is what we need in this hour. Men and women of God are being tossed and driven because they lacked discernment. They are being taken deliberately off the divine and efficacious will of God because they didn't use discernment, which means I've got to have something as a foundation so I can recognize when things don't seem or sound right. Just because someone is, uh, is, is uh, dressed like a such and such, or a prophet, a leader, a this and that, doesn't make them that. 
or because someone is dressed inappropriately in our esteems doesn't make them that. We have to use discernment. Discernment is a gift from God. Some people have it effortlessly and others you can ask God for it. Ask God for wisdom. Hallelujah. Ask God to show you. Ask God for discernment. Lord, help me to be able to discern what's right and what's healthy and, and what's, what's false and what's destructive. He said, ask and I will liberally give it to you. I'll, I'll give it to you, no charge. We have not because we ask not. And so today, my friend, my brother, you have to rebuke the enemy at every time they show his face, his or her face. Uh, we have to understand that when things are not of God, there's not a, a middle gray area. It's either God or Satan. There's not this purgatory of, oh, well, you know, there's a gray area. It's either God or Satan. It, 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 it can't get any more simpler than that. But our world don't want to hear you were wrong. That wasn't right. They don't want to hear there was hell. You just decided to go to hell. They don't want to hear there's a choice. Make heaven your home. They don't want to hear it. So instead of telling you to be quiet, they'll create a safe space where people can feel comfortable for living the way they choose. And it is a choice, but we've got to use discernment because either we're flying with God or we're rolling with Satan. Ain't no middle ground. Discernment. So today, my friend, my brother, my sister, if you don't know the Lord and the pardon of your sins, we must all, according to Acts 2.38, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. And we shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, yes, is really something, a part of God in you. And it moves and you can feel God moving in your life. And it leads and guides and directs you. It helps you to do right from wrong. It helps you to discern what's right, what's holy, what's acceptable. We have to make a calling and election short. The choice is yours. Acts 38 is your friend. No matter what part of the world you reside in, we have sister organizations that we are partners with. We can certainly invite you to their setting so that you can get baptized in Jesus' name. Don't use it as an excuse. Well, you know, well, Dr. Kiki, you were in the States and, you know, I was, you know, on another continent listening to you and I didn't have access. There is someone in your territory that we can refer you to so that you can be baptized in Jesus' name. And, and this is not one of those things that, oh, we'll have to see, we have to play it by ear, oh, we'll hope for the best. You wanna make sure you have this sure. Like you know your first and last name and your address and your phone number. You gotta have this. And the Holy Spirit in you is your keeper. It is your comforter. It's gonna lead you and guide you and direct you. And what better way to celebrate this second half of 2022 than with the relationship with God? He's here. Please 
Friends, follow us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook. We have begun a series of rap sessions with Dr. Kiki. And we're going to continue to talk about an array of subjects. The audience will be involved from time to time, but it's information that you can use and that nine times out of 10, our settings don't wanna talk about. So meet me on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. The information is in social media on the Karki Global Inc. sites, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We want you to get it right. You, you need to live a, a prosperous life on this side, but we also want to make sure we are treating our brothers and our sisters right, that we're getting this thing right so we can live with God for eternity and peace. You deserve that. So be blessed. We are still accepting prayer requests. We are still doing the work of the Lord, making sure that folks have resources, whatever those are. Feel free to reach out to us if you need prayer or counseling. If there is an opportunity for bookings for um, Elder Carlisle to bring the fashion show, or if you have a fundraising event coming up that you need him to bring um, his collection to or his designers on tour, reach out. There's bookings for um, myself to speak in other cities over the next couple of weeks. I'm super excited and I want you to be there and I want God to move. So let your friends know you got to be there. Okay. God bless you.